0: We are back on Q102 on the Sideline podcast. I said we're going to be back in 2021 with some of the locals, my favorite too. I've been trying to get on this podcast for a while. You'll see them over on at Reds, the social media platform. Director of digital media, Lisa Braun, and social media media manager, Chad Fisher. How are you guys doing?
1: Good. Doing great. Thanks for having us.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's a a wild time because you work in social media, you work for a professional sports team, and we're still in the middle of a pandemic. I'll start with you, Lisa, right now. What's that been like when we're almost hitting the year mark and just a wild season in, in the social media department?
2: It definitely has been, uh, you know, a different year. I think um, some of the good things about it is social media has become such a big focus for the organization because it's even more important as a connection to the consumer. So, uh, you know, we've gotten a lot more attention, a lot more um you know, the players want to do a lot more stuff, you know, when they were at home and had nothing to do, you know, they were creating videos and stuff for us. So that was great. But it definitely is, you know, difficult when the season started, you know, we had the long delay, and then the season started. And, you know, with all the protocols, you know, we couldn't get down in the dugout and, you know, shoot video and things like that, that we normally do. So it definitely was um, a little more challenging to cover the games. But, uh, you know, we adapted and, and uh, that's kind of how social media is. I think it's always changing with platforms and formats and things like that. So adapting is what we do.
0: And for you, Chad, what was the biggest challenge of, of working away from the ballpark at the ballpark and, and no fans there this year?
1: Yeah, it's definitely uh, a lot different. Like uh, anybody else doing any job, it was different. And it, it requ- uh, required some adjusting uh, to what we were doing. So it was uh, a lot different. Uh, Crazier just being in a suite, uh, working the game instead of up in the press box with the normal working media. And, of course, not being able to be down the field or in the camera wells, uh, getting those uh, extra videos of like celebrations in the dugout or uh, things like that. Or the Players running out on the field, uh, not having that access definitely made it more challenging. And uh, looking forward to hopefully turning the corner on this pandemic and uh, getting things closer to normal.
0: I like that, closer to normal, hopefully in 2021, season's right around the corner. But we'll back it up just a little bit, because I think anybody who works in social media, broadcasting, communications, a lot of people who are in college and they want to work in that industry, want to know, what did you do to get here? Lisa, you had a fun road, because you yeah. had a little bit of everything. What was it like from day one to getting to Cincinnati?
2: And definitely not a traditional path that most people can follow. Um, I am a Sycamore High School graduate, so I am from the Cincinnati area. Went to school in Bowling Green and studied communications, worked in radio for a while. Then went to uh, New York and worked for MTV and, uh, you know, loved baseball, always wanted to work in baseball, so I ended up coming back and working for uh, the Reds Hall of Fame when they opened um, and then actually moved over to the radio side for a few years at our flagship station where actually Lindsay and I met. And then, uh, you know, ended up coming back to the Reds at a marketing position. And in a couple of years of doing that, they really, you know, social media was becoming really important for the organization. So they kind of split up what they call traditional and non-traditional marketing. Although now, obviously, social media is very mainstream marketing. But at the time, it was the new frontier. So I started uh, doing social media 10 years ago now with the Reds. Um, So it definitely has evolved. But um, in terms of people wanting to get more involved, I guess, um, students, what I always tell them is just make as many connections as you can. I think that that's, you know, an important part of, uh, you know, getting to know people and and sports can be in a Cincinnati community can be kind of a a small, small world sometimes. So meet as many people as you can. And uh, that helps you get your foot in the door.
0: And Chad, for you, what what was day one like? Because you were just right down the road um, just a little bit ago, and and I'm sure it was really cool to get to come over to the major leagues with us in Sandy Reds.
1: Yeah, so um, I'm a University of Louisville grad, and while I was in school, I I focused on public relations and really wanted to work in a PR or an ad firm, and, and that just didn't work out for me. So actually, I'd been out of school for a couple years. And my sister uh, recommended that I apply for this unpaid internship at the Wobble Bats, of course, the Reds AAA affiliate. So I worked there uh, in 2011 and was invited back on a, a seasonal basis for 2012. And then after that, my boss left uh, for another job. And I was first in line uh, to take his job as director of media and public relations for the Bats. Uh, so I was there in that capacity for three years doing uh, anything from media relations, PR, uh, ticket sales, group sales, uh, I had season ticket accounts. Uh, I did social media, uh, of course, and, uh, had to do trade deals, try to get, to get, uh, get uh, sponsorship, uh, food for the press box, uh, just slinging all kinds of deals and tickets everywhere, uh, doing everything for a minor league team. And that's, uh, at some point during my uh, time with the bats is when I met Lisa. And so we connected then. And, um, uh, at some point uh, a position opened up for, uh, MLB to do the in-game social media for the Reds which would be uh, as an MLB employee but working with Lisa in the Reds and I uh, took a chance and left that left my full-time job with the Bats to do that on a seasonal basis and uh, I was lucky enough that uh, Lisa was able to create a spot for me in the Reds and hire me full-time uh, so I've been here for I think five total seasons now and uh, it's, it's been crazy uh, when I was working for the Bats um, you know the hours are long the and, you know, you're spending time away from your family and friends and, and all this stuff. And I was just thinking to myself, you know, if, if I can just get to the major leagues, that's where I want to be. As long as I'm working in baseball, I'm going to try to get to the major leagues. And I was really happy to, to be able to do that. And what I think is a relatively short period of time, only spending five years in the minor leagues, when, you know, some people spend their whole careers there, or even multiple decades before making it to the big leagues. So uh, still thrilled to be here, even though I'm sitting in my basement instead of the ballpark staring out over the beautiful field in the Ohio River but uh it's been awesome
0: what was that like for you because I kind of remember that time frame obviously knew you and Louisville and like you mentioned you were coming here to do kind of a it was a seasonal social media job and work with Lisa what was it like when you got the call hey you're going to be full-time you're going to start to work social media with this team oh it
1: was it was great it was a dream come true um I mean it it's cliche is, is everything, and uh, it's the same thing as when a, when a player gets told they're going from the minor leagues to, to the show, but uh, in a full-time job capacity, you know you're going to stay there for a while as opposed to a player, you know, they might get sent down a week later, you know, whatever. So uh, it, it, was, it was everything I ever imagined, and this job's been great, and uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything in any other uh, professional capacity.
0: Yeah, you have one of the best bosses. I mean, she is on the call right now.
1: (laughs) Oh, thank uh, you.
0: I I say it it was
2: exciting for me, too, because I went from doing it all by myself to having help. So it definitely, you know, was uh, great to have. I think I was more excited about Chad joining than he was about joining. So, but yeah, he's uh, definitely a great part of our team now.
0: And for Lisa, when you work for a professional team, um, any social media, I kind of joke sometimes because... I'm on Twitter maybe a little too much. Um, it can get crazy, win or lose. Uh, and you love, I love the fans, they're amazing. Um, I always tell them the people who are tweeting on social media are not running the organization, be nice. Uh, what's that like for someone, for both of you? I mean, you're on social media constantly, that's your job. You see the tweets, tweets come in, you tweet. Is it hard to kind of back away from it sometimes to be like, all right, I need to log out today?
2: Yeah, I think from the the sports fan perspective, you know, we are lucky that our fans are very passionate about the team, so we very much expect that when something doesn't go wrong they're going to be frustrated and we also love celebrating the good moments with them you know we're fans too. Um, it has over the years, I've noticed social media obviously has gotten a lot more negative. And I think that's what just in general, even outside of sports, um, it's become more acceptable to be mean to people on social media. And so hopefully that trend goes away that, you know, kindness becomes the new cool thing on social media soon, but, uh, there are times definitely that you just have to walk away. And, you know, I always try to think when I see somebody say something just horrible to one of our players or their wives or you know that um, I don't know what's going on in that person's life. So maybe they're just not a happy person right now. and you know I you know don't understand why they would say that to somebody, but you know there definitely are times you kind of have to walk away that uh, you know you obviously can't respond and there's not much you can do about it. but it does wear on you sometimes.
0: oh for for real. Sometimes I just have to log out. and for you, Chad, what do you feel are some of the biggest challenges uh, when you do work on the social media side?
1: Uh, definitely the biggest challenge is trying to stay positive when the outlook is not necessarily so positive or the re- results on the field aren't so positive uh, or when the results of the offseason aren't so positive so you always have to be uh, maintain a, a good outlook and uh, try to convey that sense of uh, you know optimism to the fans even when it's not there because uh, sometimes you're, you're just the pincushion and you're just getting you know poked from all directions of, of, from uh, people who are upset and you know they've been fans of the team for a long time. And, you know, I I understand that. So uh, we have to understand where they're coming from, like Lisa said, and and, uh, be accepting of what they think and also realize that they're all, they're all not always uh, talking about us directly as much as they are as organizations as as a whole. So not really taking it personal. Uh, But when they attack us for the job we're doing, that's when I do take it personal. Um, But that's uh, those uh, times are very few and far between.
0: Lisa, it's crazy because I think back on, and I, I always feel like you are the hashtag queen in Cincinnati. Um, and this is when, you know, it felt like maybe, maybe just 10 years ago, a lot of people are jumping on Twitter, a lot of people love the app and you get your sports news there and you got your hashtags rolling. Um, and it was really fun to see it has grown so much um i think a lot of people when they thought you could even say eight ten years ago when you work in social media oh you just tweet for a living no that's not really how it works what's a day in the life of someone who works in the digital media side
2: uh well like you said it's definitely changed over the years um you know we We're back, I think you're referencing the face of MLB when uh, all of Cincinnati made Joey Votto the face of MLB and I think disappointed the MLB network because they were expecting uh, Derek Jeter to win. Um, But yeah, we, I mean, we're on 10 different social media platforms now. So even just remembering all the places we have to put content and then all those platforms, you know, Instagram has, stories and they have reels and you know so each platform has multiple places to put it so it's you know just trying to as much as possible you know prioritize um, what messages as an organization we need to get out there and make it you know as creative as possible but um, when I first started we were very much just about pushing out information to fans and you know we are now on the front lines it's so much more interactive that we're on the front lines of customer service Um, you know, we are much more involved in sponsorship now. And so obviously there's a lot of meetings, just like is a lot of organizations. Um, Chad kind of manages our day to day during the day. And I go to a lot of meetings, but, uh, you know, we have our hands involved in so much more than we used to, you know, where you can look at social media now and find out in real time, what fans think about, you know, their favorite players or what's going on. And so, um, again, it's a great resource for the organization and, and, uh, you know, we try to stay involved as much as possible. And, and, and it's definitely fun. It's challenging, but uh, it's fun.
0: For you, Chad, all the different platforms and how much it keeps growing. Are you like, okay, that's enough. We have the Instagram, we have the Twitter, we have the Facebook. What's it been like for you too, to just see how much it does grow in the social media world?
1: Uh, It's, it's hectic, but um, I like it. And, you know, I, uh, I've come to understand a lot of things about a lot of the platforms and what works best. And, Uh, what doesn't, and, um, you know, how to shape a piece of content for a specific platform and, you know, do's and don'ts. And anytime a platform is added, uh, you just wonder how long before, you know, it just dies. Uh, You know, like Vine, R-I-P, miss Vine a lot, but uh, I guess it had to go when Twitter bought it. But, um, you know, TikTok came around uh, within the past year or so, however long it's been. And um, I wondered if it had staying power, and it looks like it does. So that's one platform that we're trying to explore and expand on. Uh, to reach uh, a different, um, you know, portion of the population. Uh, I guess TikTok's used a lot younger, so we're we're trying to, you know, you know, reach those uh, young baseball fans or re- reach young people that aren't baseball fans to to let them know about Reds baseball and uh, showcase a lot of our funny moments. And uh, I guess each platform that comes along is a new opportunity to to do something great. So uh, we look forward to it. And uh, as you know, like Lisa said, there's a lot of them. So uh, sometimes we obviously prioritize. Uh, the big three Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter more than uh, the other ones. Um, but the other ones are there. And, you know, we we try to uh, keep them populated and uh, keep fans interested.
0: Well, Lisa, you brought up the hashtag of the face, and I was losing my train of thought when it happened. Is there another moment? Because that's one of my favorite moments in, in social media and you obviously being a part of that, being in charge of it. Is there a day on the job where you're like, I can't believe I need to pinch myself because this is so cool that I'm doing this right now.
2: Uh, I think there's a lot of moments like that. I mean, you know, I think from a social media side um, when we got uh, you know, the, in 2015 when the Reds hosted the all-star game and the fans got Todd Frazier on the all-star game and all-star team. I mean, I remember we were a month out and Todd was so far behind everybody else. And just the way that, you know, the city rallied for him and all the fun stuff we did and he was you know, such a great person when he was with the Reds organization to work with. He would do absolutely anything. The nicest guy. And so, you know, it was extra special, I think, to be able to get him on the team because it meant so much. And he'd done so much for us on the social media side. So I think that was one of those moments. that I just couldn't believe that, you know, we did what we uh, we did there. Um, but, you know, other, other things, obviously, clinch night, everybody talks about in Cincinnati and Um, you know, Chapman's debut and I was able to go to Cooperstown when junior was inducted. So, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, we're able to be there for really cool moments and, and uh, you know, and that's definitely a great part of our job. Definitely.
0: Chad, what about you? Any moment that stands out?
1: Oh yeah. There's uh, a laundry list of them, but a couple that I'll uh, touch on, I guess, follow up to what Lisa said uh, about Todd Frazier. Um, him winning the Home Run Derby, uh, that's, I was still with the Louisville Bats then, but I was actually uh, just doing like a, a quick gig with MLB for the All-Star game, uh, just being an extra help running photo cards for them, um, which essentially just entailed uh, taking the little digital flashcards that uh, photographers shoot on and running them from their shooting positions to the photo room, which most of the photographers were already tethered in wirelessly, so we weren't really needed that much. So I actually ended up standing on the top step of the Reds dugout when Todd Frazier won the home run derby. And that was just like the coolest moment of my, I guess, baseball career. Uh, just the excitement around in the ballpark that night was unbelievable. Um, and uh, the only other moment I can really think of that rivals that kind of excitement was uh, when Scooter Jeanette hit four home runs in a game because that thing only happened, I think he was the 17th player to do it. And, you know, that's, you know, more rare than a than a perfect game. That, that never happened. So being able to see that in person, um you know i've never seen a no hitter in person i've worked a couple you know on the from home but i've never seen one in person uh, but being able to see someone hit four home runs in the game was incredible uh just the the goosebumps you get from you know when scooters coming up uh, for his last at bat and you know is he going to hit another home run and of course he does it's just it was unreal uh, i mean the hair on my neck is standing up just thinking about it but um and then, and then of course you have your surreal moments like uh the fight with pittsburgh um is that two years ago now i think what year it is um you know, that was one of the most surreal nights with, you know, Yasiel Puig and involved in that uh, while the trade rumors were swirling on Twitter and people are telling our players in the outfield, you know, hey, Jesse Winker, uh, Puig just got traded and, you know, that kind of stuff. You see that stuff on Twitter while the game's going on, on the field. It, it's really uh, it's really strange. And it, you just kind of have to take a step back and be like, wow, I can't believe I'm experiencing all this in person. So it it's been crazy.
0: Chad, is there a player that you've been around who, And I'm not going to say it has to be your favorite because you don't want the other Reds players to hear about that. But is there someone you, you like interacting with on the social media side?
1: Um, there's a few. Um, some, some of the players are more active on social media than others. Uh, so, um, you know, I'm not afraid to say that Amir Garrett has done a terrific job and he's always fun to interact with from the Reds account. Um, shout out AG. So, you know, keep, up doing, keep doing what you're doing because it's it's always great. So, um, you know, anytime a a player uh, is enthusiastic about what they're doing on social media, um, it it really helps us out and helps us promote them and they can promote us in in return. So um, it's always good when, when they're enthusiastic about it.
0: Lisa, what about you? I'm sure you have a list. You can name a couple if you want.
1: I was going to say it's too hard
2: to narrow it down. Um, Definitely. You know, as soon as we sign somebody, I look at their social media. So obviously, you know, we love the social media stars and, the as I said, Todd Frazier, um, Derek Dietrich, of course, Puig. I mean, Brandon Phillips never met a camera he didn't like. So, you know, those kind of people are great for social media um, because, you know, not only do they want to, you know, get their own accounts moving, but they also are happy to help us. And, and it just makes it that much more fun to do our jobs. I mean, this year with Bauer, he had his own social media team and production team and did a lot for himself but just his personality you know those guys that show their personality like a mirror on the field you know are fun to cover and and fun to be around so and then of course there's tons of nice guys Tucker and and Winker and you know Michael Lorenz and those people that remember your names that go out of the way to you know ask if you need anything and you know those people are always great to work with too but you know we're fortunate that uh, especially now you know, so many people are on social media and they see and value what we do. So um, it makes the experience great. And, you know, again, I know with Derek uh, Derek Dietrich, um, Chad went to the zoo with him, you know, so just that kind of fun stuff that when they're willing to to do those sort of things makes the job easier and a lot more fun.
0: Look, I've known you long enough for you to never give yourself enough credit, uh, what you've been able to do in the social media department, but I'm going to make you brag about yourself right now. Do you have a favorite post or anything that you've ever put out on social media where like, I think that was really good. I really like that.
2: Oh my gosh. Now you put me on the spot. Favorite post. I have no idea idea what that would be. I mean, I'm a big Instagram fan. So I love when we have, you know, great photos that really get people's, you know, provoke emotion from fans. So I don't know of any particular, you know, one post. Chad probably remembers our, you know, our posts, you know, I I know there's definitely been things we've done that have gotten people's attention. So I'm going to put Chad on the spot and have him talk about a top post.
1: Yeah. I mean, Twitter is my favorite platform. So I I remember several, um, instances on Twitter, uh, that, you know, got a great reaction. And like most things on Twitter, when you troll somebody, that's when you get the the most, uh, engagement and reaction. So, um, a couple of years ago, I guess it was 2017 after the Cubs had won the world series, Mm -hmm. the, uh, um scoreboard staff did a uh, bandwagon cam uh, in the middle of the game uh, to show all the cubs fans and you know poke fun them, say they don't even know who ernie banks is or you know they don't know what old style is uh you know whatever kind of jokes they can make about the cubs and then we posted that on uh twitter and i think that was probably our best performing tweet ever um I think he got like 20,000 retweets or something like that, which was incredible. So anytime you can uh, joke on someone and other people appreciate it, even the people you're making fun of, um, that that really uh, that really catches other people's attention. And I think more recently, um, when we went to Cleveland last year, uh, I believe I posted something that said to some of the effect of it was so nice LeBron left it twice, and of course that just started, you know, a whole kind of different tweet storm with people. Uh, dog in Cincinnati and comparing and contrasting Cleveland and saying that Cincinnati's part of Kentucky and all this stuff. So uh, that was a good time. So I'm always looking forward to uh, anytime I can throw a good zinger out there. um, I'm looking forward to that opportunity to see the reaction.
0: Lisa, if you could give any piece of advice for anybody who is in college right now, maybe their first job in social media, and and they know I want to work for a professional sports team. I really like the communication side, the digital media side. What piece of advice would you give them?
2: Oh, I think the biggest thing is, you know, getting your foot in the door. So, you know, get in where you can. I know so many people are like, this is the only job I want, and that's all I'm going to apply for. But if the job is open at the Reds Hall of Fame or the job is open in our promotion department, working the games in the fan zone, you know, get your foot in the door and show people what you can do. Um, and just, you know, meet as many people as you can. You know, there's been a bunch of times that, of course, before we were all quarantined, um, you know, I would speak at uh, college, and I'd have a class full of students that wanted to work in sports, but then after I got done, not one person would come up and introduce themselves to me, and I thought, here's an opportunity for them to, you know, put their face in front of me, that if I have an opening in the future, I might remember them over the other 700 people that apply. So, just take those opportunities, you know, you don't have to, to, to stalk people, but at the same time, you know, when you get an opportunity or watch somebody speak or, um, are at an event, you know, introduce yourself, you know, cause we're all happy. We all had people help us. So we're happy to help others as well.
0: What about you, Chad? What advice would you give those, those college students or anybody who wants to work on that side and maybe get to a professional team one day?
1: Yeah. So I, this is some advice that I picked up from somebody I actually hired. Um, and that was uh, when I hired them at the Louisville bats. And that was just to, you know, if you're working in, or if you're at a college or university, go to the athletic department and just say, what can I do? You know um, what, what is there to do that I can help with? And um, I ended up hiring uh, this guy in Louisville uh, twice. Uh, and now he works for the Washington wizards doing their digital content. So like, um just being, you know, proactive and, and going out there and putting yourself in front of those people, uh, even beyond just a networking capacity, and in a way to to show them what you can do and help them out uh, on your own uh, is a good good thing. And the other thing about social media is there's nothing stopping you from uh, creating your own account. If you're a fan of the Reds and you want to create your own account and uh, you know post highlights and photos and videos, I and mean, that's that's something you can do, and that gets our attention when we're hiring interns. A lot of them have fan accounts and, and that gets our attention when we see uh, hype videos that they've made or things like that. Um, that's a good way to, to get noticed. And um, of course, fan accounts don't have the same limitations that we do as uh, being the official club account, but still you can do a lot uh, and to show your potential that way.
0: Everybody can find your work over at At Reds, but where are you on social media? Fans just want to follow along off the team account.
2: Um, I'm just... At Lisa Braun, so I'm not as exciting as at Reds, but uh, they definitely can find me there and on Instagram. It's uh, at Lisa Reds, I guess.
1: And all mine is at Fishwick. It's F-I-S-C-H, W-I-C-K. It's a play on my name, Chadwick, and my last name, Fisher. Obviously, so.
0: Chad Fisher, Lisa Braun. Like I said, you guys kill it over on at Reds, and I'm so pumped for Reds baseball. It sounds like it's just right around the corner, and hopefully, hopefully, I'm not going to make you give any news here. Fans will get back to Great American Ballpark in 2021. I can't thank you guys enough for joining me. Of course. Thanks for having us.
2: Yes, thank you.